In just a moment, recollections at 30, but first... Boy, that kind of music went out with a handlebar mustache, didn't it? But the kind of wonderful melodies you'll hear on NBC's bandstand are guaranteed to remain popular throughout the years. This is Bert Park, your bandstand MC. I'd like to invite you to spend two full hours each weekday morning with America's top-name bands. Groups like Guy Lombardo, Dorsey Brothers, and Ralph Flanagan. They'll entertain you in person. So listen Monday through Friday to NBC Bandstand. Now stay tuned for Recollections at 30 on NBC. Recollections at 30. NBC, celebrating its 30th year of broadcasting, invites you to memorable moments of radio's earlier days. In this special series of broadcasts, you'll reminisce among NBC's vast and historic library of sound. You'll hear the stars, the songs, the great moments in sports and special events that have highlighted these 30 years of NBC network broadcasting. And here, guiding our recollections at 30, is Ed Herlihy. Good evening, everybody, and thanks to all of you who have sent in your requests. Because without them, I think I'd be like a little boy in a candy store every time I go into this great NBC library of sound. I wouldn't know which wonderful thing to play first. But with your requests to guide me, I look for the particular stars or the particular shows that you have said that you'd like to hear again. Of course, I always spend some time browsing around the files on my own just to locate some of the nearly forgotten but always nostalgic moments that have crowded these past 30 years of NBC network broadcasting. For instance, here's something that I'll bet Mary Martin herself would treasure. It is her first big radio appearance that followed her sudden rise to fame on Broadway in November 1938. So let's brush aside 18 years and listen to Rudy Valley as he introduced Mary Martin on his program. Prior to November 9, 1938, she had never been inside a New York playhouse, even socially. On that night, she walked out on the stage of the Imperial Theater and sang, My Heart Belongs to Daddy, a saucy portion of Cole Porter's words and music from Leave It to Me. The next morning, when she read the reviews, she discovered that she was a bigger hit as the show itself. Her name is Mary Martin, and she enters forthwith. About this business of your never having seen a play until you appeared in Leave It to Me. Yes, Mr. Valley. It's true, is it not? Yes, Mr. Valley. Then I take it that you were never in New York until last fall. Yes, Mr. Valley. You were in New York before? No, Mr. Valley. I meant, yes, I wasn't in New York before. You were born? Yes, Mr. Valley. Mary. Yes, Mr. Valley. That's it. You can say more than yes, Mr. Valley, can't you? Yes, Rudy. Oh, that's, that's, that's fine. Now, where were you born, and how is it that you never went to the theater? Fool around with that one for a while. Yes, Mr. Valley. I was born in Weatherford, Texas. And the reason I never saw any shows was because shows never came to Weatherford, Texas, uh, except in the winter. Something like Westbrook, Maine. <laughs> well, uh, why didn't you go in the winter? Because I never was in Weatherford in the winter. In the winter, we generally went to California. They have plays in California. Well, maybe, but nobody ever told me anything about them. Honestly, Rudy, I never saw a show until the other day when I went to a matinee of Knickerbocker Holiday. Did you like the experience? I loved it. 
I thought Walter Houston was wonderful in it. I went backstage to see him after the show, and he told me that back in 1909, he put in all the water and lights in Weatherford. You see, he used to be an engineer. Mary, your career really amazes me. What do you think it does to me? You, you were in Hollywood for a while, I know that. Yes. And you sang at the Trocadero and made a lot of screen tests, I know that. Rudy, I made so many screen tests that for a while I couldn't look a piece of film in the face without striking a pose. But nothing ever came of them. You had to come east for your big chance. Now I suppose they want you back in Hollywood? Well, they have been kind of hinting that way. A few months ago, you'd never been inside a theater, and now you're the toast of Broadway. How do you account for all these things that have happened to you? Well, I don't know, Rudy. I guess it's just luck or fate or something. And while it's mighty nice of you to call me the toast of Broadway, I've never seen it except from a taxicab window. I've been too busy, and speaking of being busy, I better go right into my song because I've got to hustle back to the theater. I wouldn't want to keep them waiting. They sure have been nice to me. Certainly, Mary. Mary Martin, the toast of Broadway, who has never seen it except from a taxicab window, sings her own special version of My Heart Belongs to Daddy. That my heart belongs to daddy When some Yale sprout invites me out To dine on some fine thin and happy My baby sure his love is secure Cause my heart belongs to daddy Yes, my heart belongs to daddy So I simply couldn't be bad Yes, my heart belongs to daddy. Dad, 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 daddy. Yes. If you feel romantic, laddie, let me warn you right from the start that my heart belongs to daddy, and my daddy belongs to my That was Mary Martin from an early 1939 broadcast on NBC, shortly after her initial rise to fame. Well, television boosted the name of Milton Berle to the height of popularity, but there are some who do not know his work from way back. Consequently, we've had requests. What, people have asked, did Milton Berle sound like long ago? Well, here's what he sounded like on June the 4th, 1936, over the NBC network. 
By the way, I heard that Mae West, it takes a long time to get dressed in the morning. She has to slow up around the curves. I um, also heard that the, the other day, this is the truth, the other day there was a big fire out in Mae West's dressing room out in Hollywood, and the funniest thing, it took two minutes to put the fire out and took two days to put the fireman out. Uh, I also heard that Mae West is going on the air. She's going on the air for a corset concern. Boy, what a hookup. Whoa, whoa. My uncle just came back. My uncle just came back on that boat, you know, on the Queen Mary. The whole world is talking about that great steamship. What a boat. My uncle had a great trip. He made 60 bucks in tips. And um, <laughs> I met him at the boat. I met him when the boat arrived. Boy, I never saw such a mob in my life down there at the dock. The way they kept pushing and shoving, all of a sudden I heard somebody say, man overboard. So I looked around, it was me. I, <laughs> I found out today why they, why they call a boat a she. Because a boat is just like a modern fat flapper. By that I mean... She has a beautiful paint job, <clears throat> wonderful lines. Most of the time, she's in a slip. She smokes all day, and it always takes a little tug to get her started. Some funnel, hey, kid? <laughs> Very good. Oh, Rudy. Very good, Mr. Burl. Uh, I hear you're taking your mother to England on the Queen Mary. I am, Rudy. Mother wants to go to England. She wants to bet on the horses and reduce. Go to England to bet on the horses and reduce? Yeah, she heard that a woman lost 40 pounds playing the races. <laughs> Rudy's a swell guy. He's always been great, but since, since he opened on the Hotel Astor roof, he's tops. He met me, uh, he met me Tuesday afternoon, and he said, Milton, he said, I want you to go up to the Astor tonight and be my guest. And as my guest, I want you to do me one favor. I said, what's that, Rudy? He said, pay your own check. <laughs> what a place that... I, I said to the waiter, call him a waiter. I said, you got pig's feet? He said, no, I only walk this way on account of tight shoes. <laughs> I finally... I finally ordered, wait a minute, wait, I finally ordered some uh, alphabet soup, a bowl of alphabet soup. I love alphabet soup. The waiter stood behind me. He said, do you mind if I read over your shoulder? <laughs> I didn't mind that, but I did get sore when he threw a few green peas in the soup to dot the eyes. <laughs> that alphabet soup had me under its spell, so I finally sat right down and ate myself a letter. <laughs> what a floor show. They have a wonderful floor show where Rudy's plays. They have a girl dancer there. She's painted all in gold. It's quite a novelty. I watched the dance 12 times. <laughs> I figured sooner or later the novelty would wear off. <laughs> All the celebrities were at the Astor the other night. Peggy Joyce was there. She told me she just came back from Florida and she feels like a new man. <laughs> Peggy also told me... Peggy also told me she's getting married this year. Why should this year be an exception? You know, Rudy, I heard that stuff a few minutes ago when you called me the Ace of Clubs. That reminds me. Did you ever realize that love is like a bridge game? What do you mean, love is like a bridge? Well, now, look, Rudy, you take my brother. He met a girl, he saw she was a cute trick, so he took her out in his best suit, and to win her heart, he bid diamonds. She found out he had Jack, so he showed her hand, and then he knew he made the proper lead. And when she caught him playing another queen, she laid her cards on the table, she called a spade a spade, she came in with a club and made a grand slam. Boy, was my brother Trump, so they buried him with simple honors, and that was his finesse. <laughs> I want you to know, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, yours truly, Rudy, is truly yours. I like to make it clear, and Rudy, I'm sincere. You know, every moment with you is really a pleasure. And I'll hold your friendship forever as a golden, golden treasure. I'm grateful, and I want to thank you. And I know if Mother were here tonight, Rudy, she'd want to thank you, too. I've tried to impress you. I'm signing off. May God bless you. For I'm truly...
I think you'll agree that Uncle Milty was Uncle Milty even way back in 1936. Well, back in the 30s, the movies were bringing us lavish musical extravaganzas, remember? And featured in many of them was that delightful dancer, Eleanor Powell. And we enjoyed hearing her dance as well as seeing her. You want proof? Well, listen to the tapping toes of Eleanor Powell as she danced on the Magic Key program in 1935. And from Eleanor Powell's top dancing treat, we turn to a priceless dramatic item. In 1937, NBC produced a series of streamlined versions of Shakespearean plays. And here, in answer to so many of your requests, from that series, is one of the most celebrated actors, Shakespearean or otherwise, who ever lived. John Barrymore, reading Hamlet's Advice to the Players. Speak the speech, I pray you, but trickingly on the tongue. But if you mouth it, as many of your players do, I'd as leaf of the town crier speak my lines. And do, do not saw the air to with your hand thus, but use all gently, or in the very torrent, tempest, and I may say whirlwind of your passion, Mr. Choir, and beget a temperance that may give it smoothness. I warrant your honor. Be not too tame, neither, but let your own discretion be your tutor. Suit the action to the word, the word to the action that with a special observance, that you are step not the modesty of nature. For anything that's overdone is from the purpose of playing, whose end, both at the first and now, was and is to hold, as twere, the mirror up to nature, to show virtue her own feature, scorn her own image, and the very age and body of the time, its form and pressure. I, my lord, God is with you. Now I am alone. I have heard that guilty creature sitting at a play 
and by the very cunning of the scene, been struck so to the soul that presently they have proclaimed their malefactions. I'll have these players play something like the murder of my father before my uncle. I'll observe his looks. I'll tent him to the quick. If he but blench, I know my cause. The play is the thing wherein I'll catch the conscience of the king. That was the great John Barrymore in a brief excerpt from Hamlet broadcast over NBC in 1937. Another entertainer no longer with us, a different kind of entertainer, and a highly original one, was the late Fats Waller. He was infectiously good-humored and entertaining, and he was also a great musician. Here from the Valley Show of 1936 is a Fats Waller medley. Got my fingers crossed. Not that I'm superstitious. I'm afraid it's too good to be true. Got my fingers crossed. No wonder I'm suspicious. I'm so gay and sky's much too blue. Blue, do, 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 don't want no trouble. With all my trouble. And that goes double. Oh, gotta be because of his love. Yes, yes, yes. Got my fingers crossed. This thrill is so delicious. I'm afraid it's too good to be true. Sing a song. Though the world is round, oh, 
squeal, we say from Sando. Till our goal is found, oh, we'll keep rhythm bound, oh. Soon the crew was making merry, merry, got up and went home. Then he yelled for Isabel, and they brought on the rum and Isabel. No more mutiny, what a time at sea. Ah, with diplomacy, Christy made history. Mr. Christopher Columbus, he used rhythm as Columbus. Ah, Mr. Christopher Columbus, that's on there, Christy, and take me away from here. Are you ready, Christy? Ah, blew it on down there, Christy. That in the year 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. What I say. Yes, sir. Fats Waller always sent people away happy. And because our time is nearly up, I think he's done it again. Please be sure to send in your requests to me, Ed Hurley, care of NBC, 30 Rockefeller Plaza, New York City. Tell me what you'd like to hear. Did you have a favorite radio show way back when? Or a favorite star? Or, if you're lucky enough to be young, have your parents made you curious with their reminiscences concerning this star or that show? Well, write to me and tell me what you want to hear. And I'll try to find it in the great NBC Library of Sound. The address again, Ed Hurley, care of NBC, 30 Rockefeller Plaza, New York City. Ladies and gentlemen, this week the police chiefs of the country are meeting in Chicago for the 63rd Annual Conference of the International Association of Chiefs of Police. Recollections at 30 is pleased to extend best wishes to our top law enforcement officers and to thank them for the protection they give our homes and families. May their convention be an outstanding success. Until next week, then, at this same time, thank you and good night from Ed Hurley, who hopes you'll be with us next week for more Recollections at 30. Ed Hurley has been your host on Recollections at 30. Next week at this time, there'll be another in this special series, commemorating NBC's 30th year of broadcasting. This is Fred Collins, hoping you'll be able to join us then for more of the great stars and great moments of the past. Recollections at 30 is directed by Bob Mauer. The preceding program has come to you transcribed from our Radio City studios in New York. Bert Parks and Frank Parker live on Bandstand 
Weekday mornings on NBC Radio. We hope you are enjoying the old-time radio programs on the Radio Then Dot Network podcast. You will find many biographies and audio clips from the past on our blog, www.radiothen.network. Check it out and bookmark the blog, which also indexes our podcasts, www.radiothen.network.